Hey, welcome to the Open to Discussion podcast. Josh isn't with us this week. Uh, it's just Conrad and I. This is Doug. And I'm Conrad. I'm the cute one. <laughs> and so uh, we're, we're not going to do a whole big long show this week. Um, we're actually testing something out this time. Um, the, uh, the, the whole Skype thing, we, we've kind of run into some weird issues with that. Occasionally it will uh, chirp or you'll hear digital artifacts when we're trying to talk over each other. And with the release of Google Plus and the Hangouts feature, um, I've installed some new software on my Mac just for the hell of it to see if it'll work. So with Google Plus, we're actually recording from the audio stream out of that into GarageBand. And uh, yeah, that's cool. So since we're on that topic, um, Conrad, let's, let's hear what you have to say about Google Plus. We talked about it a little bit the other week since it came out, but I was kind of right. curious. Well, I mean, so far, I'm really liking Google+. Um, I haven't really delved into all of its functionality. This is the first time that I'm doing the Hangout, and uh, that was a, a very quick uh, video mute that we did there. <laughs> but I just couldn't look at myself for an hour and a half with a blank wall behind me. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, I definitely know what you mean. But uh, as far as, you know, what it is and and how it works. I am very much liking that it seems a lot less cluttered than my Facebook, and maybe it's just because obviously there aren't as many people on it, and yeah. there's no Zynga games and, and shit like that, so I don't have to worry about having to block all of the Farmville invites that I was getting <laughs> about a year and a half ago. It was just never-ending. Oh, God, yeah, I know. Yeah, and the worst part about Facebook, too, is, all, I mean, the advertising is just so ingrained in that now. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar software website, but still the fact is, like, every time I would ever log into it, it's like, hey, do you want to try out this new game? Do you want to Do you want to meet these people? You should add us and let us scour your entire contacts and, and try to spam everybody that you know. <laughs> right, right. I like... Um... I like a couple of different things about Google Plus and a couple of things uh, I'm a little bit concerned with. I love the the circles. I think that's a great idea that I can say, okay, here's a post where I say shit, (laughs) and here's the same post, but this circle of people don't see the word shit. Right. Like family and extended family or close family and exactly segregated. Exactly. Now, um, the thing that concerns me about that is the thing that Facebook allowed was for corporations to have, like, unlimited access to people's profiles. Yeah. So if you've got some hiring manager and he's looking at your your personal profile and you haven't friended him, he can still go in and and take a look at all of your party picks and, you know, the time that you passed out drunk and had dicks drawn on your face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like you can get around that on Google Plus. I mean, I'm getting to the point where it's almost, you know, a consideration where I just might delete my Facebook um, profile. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. I honestly, I think I've signed into Facebook maybe two or three times. Actually, signed in and done something in maybe the last month, two or two, if that. It's right, not I, worth the trouble. 
I, I double posted on Google Plus and Facebook, but the the posts are different in each place. Um, <laughs> if you look at that today, the other thing that I'm kind of curious about, I haven't really looked into it all that much, is the fact that with Facebook, anything you post as a photograph, Facebook owns. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the whole like image rights and all that. And I like that. I can have my Picasso account. Now, I don't do a whole lot with my Picasso account, but Jenny is crazy on Picasso, and she uses all the editing software and the plugins and all that. And I believe that you maintain ownership rights to that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another thing that um, I've noticed that's a really, really neat little feature of that built into Google+. Plus. So... I've got an Android phone, and there's a Google Plus application. And, and, I mean, people talked about this when it got released, but it has a feature that's just simply called instant upload, meaning as soon as you take a picture or as soon as you take a video, it automatically uploads it into your Google Plus account. But that doesn't mean that it's automatically shared or that anyone would immediately see it in the world. So if I took a picture of my, my dick, you're not going to see it. I actually would have to go onto the website or go into my phone, create a post, and then share it with one of my circles for them to see it. So I've taken several videos of Natalia, and Amber was worried about that. She said, I don't want you posting crap on YouTube that everybody could see. And so we took some videos on Wednesday night of last week, and it was like Natalia wanted to dance around the living room. So we turned on Lady Gaga, and she just started dancing around, and it was hilarious. So I took a couple of videos, they automatically uploaded, and then I shared them using Google Plus with my parents who don't have Plus accounts, but it can email them links to it. And they all they have to do is click on the link and it'll take them into a specific URL that allows them to see those videos. And so it's never, it's never sharing stuff with the outside world unless you want it to, which is now, very, very nice. The interesting thing that, that I'm thinking of when I hear you talking about this is does that mean you bypass resident memory on the phone um uh, i don't know i mean it's it does go in, no, i mean it is still saving it to the flash card if that's what you mean it is okay. still saving it to the phone directly um but it is not um it's not keeping it it's not keeping it from uh, as long as you have a data connection that's all it needs and the the uh the google plus application just sort of runs in the background on top of that um, and the, there's good and bad things about that. It's, I mean, it's slowing down the phone slightly because it's constantly checking if there's new files, I guess. I, I don't know how it works exactly, but it tells me that if, if instant upload is always turned on, that means it's using something resident in the memory, like you said. So right. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it definitely, uh, it's very, uh, I'm not going to say even just user friendly. It's definitely a nice thing to have. Because that was one of the things I wanted to test out was how easy is it to share stuff that way as opposed to taking pictures and then going into my pictures application and checking them off and saying, I want to share these with Facebook and then posting it with Facebook. It's like a third of the steps to share photos with people on Google+. And I can do it in their full resolution. They're not like shrunken down like you do or compressed or whatever it's the full resolution you can pick that you can say upload as full resolution on the phone too so i mean it's cool it it 
it doesn't have all of the bells and whistles I think that Facebook has, but it definitely has that that ability to really put dividing walls between people you want to see those things and people you don't. It doesn't just post it to everybody and and expect you to share it with the world. Right. Well, I mean, instantly I'm thinking how cool would it be to have a digital camera, like a really nice digital camera that has a 4G or even just a 3G -hmm. connection. And you snap a photo and it just bypasses the memory card, goes straight to your your cloud uh, server. Right. And you get home. You open up your laptop, you log on to Picasa, and boom, there's all the photos you took today. Right. There is something something like that. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of iFi. There's a card. It's it's an SD card, and it does have internal storage space, like I think 8 or 16 gigabytes or something like that. But it's any camera that can can maintain an... um, the best way to describe it is this. So you plug it into the camera, to, or you plug it into a USB card reader to read it and initially set it up, and you set it up with a Wi-Fi password, and then it will automatically connect either to, like, non-secure Wi-Fis, or you can set it to connect only to yours. And then once you've installed the Wi-Fi password, as soon as you, like, Jen could go out, she could go out into the world, take a whole bunch of pictures, and it'll save them on the internal storage. And then as soon as she walked into the house, she could turn on her camera, and rather than plugging it into her computer to get the pictures off, it immediately uploads those via Wi-Fi to wherever, wherever you that's, tell them to put it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, and it's kind of like along the lines of, of yeah. what I'm envisioning, but yeah, I think we got a few more anymore. years before uh, something like, you know, just straight to the cloud. Yeah. Um, but man, that's a cool idea. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think eventually it's, I mean, it's already getting so close to that. I, I can't imagine it's going to be much longer before that's the de facto way of storing photos is you're not right. sending them. You're not sending them to your flash drive, your center or your hard drive. You're immediately sending them to Flickr or Picasa or wherever you want to send them. And, and I agree, like, I agree with you and Jen, like, Picasa as a photo editing program, I mean, I like Macs and all, but iPhoto is, it's a pain in the ass, and it's such a hog. I mean, it slows everything down, and it uses a ton of memory, but Picasa seems to have basically all the same features with a little less bloat, and it allows you to do a couple of other things with photo editing, that iPhoto won't let you do because iPhoto is trying to protect your original photograph so much so that it'll make like 30 copies of it every time you Uh, make a photo edit. It's fucking ridiculous. So a four gigabyte photo library is eight because any, any picture that you want to even rotate it, all you're doing is rotating. You're not editing it another way. It makes a copy of it. Right. Well, anytime you manipulate at all a digital photograph, it, down ticks the resolution on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of understand where they're coming from because, I mean, really, Jenny, every time she uh, saves her photos, she saves the JPEG and a RAW file. So she can always go back to the RAW file, and that's, like, 
huge on memory. So I can kind of understand where they're coming from. But the thing that I like about Picasa is that every time um, I've ever tried to use it as far as, like, manipulating a photograph or, you know, just making it look better, mm -hmm. uh, it seems to work just as well, if not better, than the old copy of Photoshop that I used to have. <laughs> and it does almost all of the stuff that Photoshop used to do. I don't know what Photoshop does now because... Hell, if I'm paying 500 bucks for a program like that. Yeah. That I'm only going to use as a casual, you know. Kind so, of yeah. And I know, I think Adobe actually makes a, I think it's free. It's called like Photoshop Express or Photoshop Elements or something. And it's, I mean, it doesn't do anything different than what Picasa does. It's, I mean, all you really want to do is just some minor editing, maybe some color correction removing red eye or resizing or degraining something. But I mean, once you get any further than that, you're really doing hardcore photo editing and who the hell wants to do. I mean, it takes so freaking long. Like, why right. would you want to do that? I'm not a graphic designer. I don't have any aspirations to be one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't need Photoshop. Yeah, it's just not worth all that trouble. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of just Google products, and I mean, I think we we probably talked about this a little bit. Like, there's a, there's a lot to be said about a company that gives away stuff for free. I mean, they're trying to sell you ads or sell your, I don't know if they're trying to necessarily sell your information, but they're trying to sell information anonymously about you so that they can give that over to advertisers. And you're signing a little bit of your rights away. But I think you're right, though, the, the statement that you made regarding ownership of photographs and stuff like that. I think Google doesn't include anything like that in their terms that the photos ultimately always do belong to you. They're, they're not going to try to assign copyright of those to themselves and they're not going to try to turn those into ads or something if you don't want them to. Right. And I've, I've never felt like a heavy handed ad push from Google I mean, I'll see their uh, their sponsored links and everything, and every now and then I'll click on one because it's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I barely notice the Google ads in Gmail anymore, <laughs> um, as, as opposed to looking at Facebook, which is like nothing but in your face. Yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um. I mean yeah. My Facebook status says married. Can't you read that? <laughs> Yeah. You should meet these single people. Why? <laughs> Why do I want to meet other people? Yeah, it's funny. I think, yeah, Facebook is just, it's its going to reach the point. its uh, I, I don't know how long it's going to take. Probably a little bit longer than it took MySpace. But MySpace was such a gimmick. And people knew it. And it only lasted a couple of years. And eventually the, the newness wore off of it. And then Facebook took over. But I think at some point, someday, people are going to stop playing with Facebook, even as even as much as people say that it's like it'll never end. Because it's, it's weird to me that fate, that MySpace is still the place for bands. Yeah, right. Like I went to a, at the um, the Art All Night, uh, not last year, but the year before. Mm. And there was a band playing, and one of the guys in the band was my neighbor down the street. And they were really quite good. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, hey, do you guys have a website where I can, you know, check out your, your links and <laughs> listen to your music? And, hey, maybe I'll buy a CD or an MP3 if you're selling them. Uh, we don't have a website, but here's our MySpace page. I'm like, I'm not fucking going through MySpace page. <laughs> who, who still sits on MySpace? They just, like, fired hundreds and thousands of employees, too. Yeah. Yeah. But bands, they're they're still on that MySpace tip, which it's kind of like I think MySpace paid a whole bunch of licensing money to the record industry because the record industry was probably going to sue them. <laughs> so yeah. they decided to go another way. I don't know. Well, good for them, I yeah, guess. Right, it'll die eventually. Well, there was the one song. There was actually a, a website that used to be called GarageBand, who did not sue Apple. I think that Apple actually bought the name from them when they made their software and GarageBand was where you used to go if you were a band. Cause I had uploaded a couple of tracks that I had written and recorded there. Right. Oh God, probably maybe 11 years ago. I mean, it was, does that was, website still exist? It technically does. I think, I think you could probably find GarageBand.com. And, um, I had uploaded world in mind and a couple of other ones there. And what basically the way the garage band works, and it did use sort of a social aspect. And I mean, this is this was <laughs> this was cutting edge back then. He found Are it you website. at garageband.com right now? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't open the website in partnership with MySpace Music. <laughs> yeah, they got bought. <laughs> well, GarageBand was shutting down. The website was shutting down because they, they didn't oh, okay. get any money. But um, what happened was. So you would go and you would create your music, music musician's profile or whatever, and then you could create a band profile that was separate from that. But um, you could upload a track, and you would get credits for uploading a track by listening to other people's tracks and then rating them. So you would have to you would have to listen to other people's music, and then after listening to like fifteen or twenty tracks or something all the way through and then doing a review on it. Like you had to answer like 10 questions or something. You would get the credit. And then after 15 credits, you could upload a track. And so that's what I did. I'd sit there and listen to crappy music and give my reviews. And then you would actually get like a score, like a personal score attached to your account that said how many reviews you had done and like what people thought of your reviews. Cause they could have like a, like a feedback, I guess. So like if, mm-hmm. if I gave somebody a really crappy review, the person who wrote the song or recorded the song could like talk shit about me and, and give me a bad reviewers rating or something. But I mean, it was, it was a good, it was a good site to begin with and it had a good concept. It just never really took off because nobody wants to listen to crappy music. They don't want to listen to some other assholes band that sucks. And then right. have to talk about it. So it, it never really took off, I think, was because of that. Because it just, it got overwhelmed with really crappy music. So, but it was, it's I like mean. how people will pay for an Xbox Live Arcade game. But hell if I'm going to pay for an indie game. Yeah, right. Exactly. That, that's awesome. That only costs five bucks. Right. And it's just, that's the way it goes sometimes. And that's, and they're actually saying too, like, I mean, on that topic. I read a couple of news articles recently that some software gaming companies that had made independent titles on that indie channel, uh-huh. they, they'd made absolutely no money on Xbox Live, and then they turned around and released it on Steam and made, like, ten times over what they had made in total in, like, a month 
on Steam. I was hearing that too. Um, the the argument that I had heard about that was that Steam actively advertises their indie games. Yeah. And I think they they probably have more of a uh, a screening process than uh, Xbox uh, community or indie games do. Right. Because indie games just have to be vetted by the indie community, which I imagine there's a lot of people who will say, I'll, uh, I'll vet your game and let you get on as long as you're going to help me get mine on too. Right. And it's, so it's sort of using that channel, that power of having multiple people involved, really trying to push each other's games to the forefront. But the games generally don't suck that bad. People are kind of, they're actually taking the time to really make them good. I mean, there's a lot more work. I, I would definitely say there's a lot more work that goes into making a video game than it does recording a piece of music. So that user review ability and the ability to really have other people who can put some weight behind that, that, that makes a lot more sense in the gaming industry, at least. Right. Okay, so let's move on to another topic. We've got Amy Winehouse, who's dead. And yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. I had a really funny comment about it at work today. Um, one of the ladies I work with and she's, she's older. She's probably closer to 55, 60 years old. Some of the guys I work with were joking about it saying like, yes, finally, I can't believe she's finally dead and talking about how she OD'd or whatever. And, and the lady's like, Oh my God, I was so sad to hear that news. And, and people just turned around and looked at her and went, really? <laughs> she's like, well, it was really sad. She was a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. The only thing I can think of is that maybe she's had some drug addicts in her family. <laughs> yeah. That makes any sense. Well, I mean, my whole thing with Amy Winehouse, I never liked the rehab song. <laughs> I, I always thought it was repetitive and dull. Yep. And um, – I remember being in the car listening to like serious satellite radio and one of her songs came on like a little bit after she had hit it big with uh, rehab. And I don't remember what the song was, but I remember thinking to myself, this is a decent song and she's got an interesting voice, but it's not a good voice. Yeah. Like, I think this song really needs Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think she could have sung, like, most of her songs better than Amy Winehouse did. And, you know, just needed a little bit of that same influence. So, I mean, she's dead. It's, I mean, it's sad that, you know, somebody that young kind of threw her life away. And, and she obviously had talent enough that she got recognized by you know, Somebody, thousands, yeah. millions of people, but eh, it doesn't yeah. really affect me. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's funny, like Amber and her sister love to watch those rehab and uh, addicted and whatever shows on Netflix because they got tons of them. And it's like, it, it, it doesn't surprise me that there's so many people that are addicted to drugs because obviously... There's enough drugs out there that you could probably go find anything you want if you just took the time to. But it's, I mean, it happens so often now that it's almost kind of a, I mean, it's a given. People are going to do drugs. They're there. <laughs> People get really, really bored. 
And I mean, right. I, 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 and, and why can't we steer people towards the safe ones? Yeah, right. Like hot. I don't know. But there's, I mean, it, and there was um, the only one story that I ever heard or watched on on that sh- on one of those shows was this woman, okay, who had she had a kid who was a boy, and he died like two days or three days after birth because he had like. COPD or uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Right. And so he was, I mean, he really wasn't going to live very long and he got sick and died. And so she was depressed. Um, but then she, uh, she had like two or three more kids and she had another boy and like two more girls, three more girls. And then she got a divorce. I guess her husband left her or something and she remarried and had another kid. So this woman's had like five kids. And right after she got married, her son, the only one that she had, got killed in like a four-wheeler accident or something. So she lost a kid, her first kid, and then she lost her only son. And then she turned to alcoholism. <laughs> it was the only person that I ever saw in one of those shows that I went, yep, I probably would have done that too. <laughs> yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, there's other ways. But it just, yeah, it, it, just hearing that story, just kind of was like, yep, I, I can totally see that being justified. <laughs> yeah, I just, to me, another you know, pop star can't handle fame. Yeah, decides to go on a bender, goes to rehab, yada yada yada. It's. It's a story that I've heard so many times. It's just dull. Yeah. Yep. What and the hell was that? It was a motorcycle going by. My, my okay. microphone decided to uh, crank it up and see if it could hear it better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, you might hear like an Amber or Natalia in the other room. Because I, if I don't keep my microphone meter up in front of me, I won't see that my volume, my volume thing is creeping up all the way to 100%. <laughs> So going back a little bit earlier, um, something you were talking about is watching things on Netflix streaming. Yes. And something in the news recently was Netflix coming out and saying, hey, everybody, now that you've gotten used to our uh, service (laughs) and you can't live without it, we're jacking the price up. Yeah. Yeah. My feelings on this are pretty much... I turned off the discs about two or three months ago when they first made that streaming only option available. I just stopped watching movie discs completely. I mean, you know why I was getting them for a long, long time, why I was getting them out of Netflix. Right. But at some point it just kind of reached a diminishing return where it's like, I'm never going to watch all of these. So it's pointless to keep getting them. So I just stopped it and we just stream only. We've been streaming only for a while. So it didn't really affect me so much, but people like my mom, and my sister, they they got screwed because they loved getting a DVD here and there every once in a while. Right. Well, I mean, I subscribe to both. I, I get the streaming plus the Blu-ray discs. And the reason I do both is because not everything is available on the streaming. And um, it, it's actually working out where with uh, with NBC making deals with Hulu, like any of the shows that are currently available on Netflix streaming, like personally, I like to watch um, 
you know, old episodes of uh, 30 Rock yeah. or uh, the the one with Amy Poehler. Uh, um, the Parks and Recreation. Yeah, that one. Um, now they're not going to have those on uh, Netflix streaming, at least not the new episodes right. because of the deal with Hulu. So that's become a little bit constricted. And the fact that HBO has basically said, no, we're never making a deal with Netflix for streaming content. <laughs> you can only get the discs means that I'm going to keep getting the discs for the foreseeable future. And, uh, yeah, and you know, the, the little price uptick, Honestly, I think it was kind of a long time coming, especially with how much they've expanded the streaming content. Right. There's a lot of stuff on there, and they've got to be paying a ton in bandwidth. Well, it's, it's not even necessarily the bandwidth. It's probably costing them the money. That's probably cheap. It's more the licensing. They're well, yeah, that too. hundreds of billions of dollars to these media companies, NBC and ABC and everybody to get exclusive rights or not even exclusive rights, but just streaming rights. And those companies are realizing, Hey, you know, we can milk every dollar out of them. And I think I honestly, I kind of, I definitely see Netflix's point of view from it because they are two separate, totally separate businesses streaming. I mean, it's not even on the same scope as, as DVD rentals. And I think, I'm I'm of the opinion that Netflix was doing it in basically to show the movie the movie companies that's the case showing hey you know here's where here's where the money is going to go because and I actually saw a Venn diagram I think it was today actually um, Netflix put side by side the streaming income that they made I mean they made like twenty five million dollars last month or something or they have I'm sorry no they have twenty they just they just hit 25 million subscribers. That's what it was. And they were showing their income. And so they're making $15 million purely from streaming. And they're making $13 million purely from the DVD business. And then they showed how it overlapped by about, I think, maybe six, five or $6 million. Well, actually, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. They've got $10 million uh, streaming-only subscribers. Okay. They've got 3 million DVD-only subscribers, and I assume that means Blu-ray, too. Yeah. Um, And they've got a cross-section with 12 million people who have both streaming and DVD. Yeah. And so they're showing that, I mean, it's you can see that the the streaming-only option is, I mean, it's definitely starting to take off. And, I mean, there is still overlap, but the bulk and majority of people who are using it are using it for streaming and or DVD. So it's, I mean, or over, it's either streaming and or streaming and DVDs, but they're the, their people are definitely moving away from the DVD only relationships, which is, Oh yeah. I mean, there's no point to having the DVD only. Yeah. Especially because there's so much content. I mean, it's just, you're, you're stupid not to have a Netflix streaming account. It's ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, I, I specifically, when my wife and I were looking for a new TV for our bedroom, I had to have a TV that had internet connectivity and um, apps. I wish I would have been that like that myself, actually. (laughs) 
I had to have a TV that without me having to hook up uh, another Xbox or something to it, I could connect wirelessly with the network downstairs and I could put on a Ken Burns documentary as I'm trying to go to sleep at night because Jenny always has to have TV when she's trying to go to sleep and that's fine. But this way, it doesn't always have to be Charlie Rose or whatever is on. (laughs) Some episode of Seinfeld I've seen 20 times. Yeah, yeah. I can just choose something, set the timer for it to turn off in half an hour, and and fall asleep to the baseball documentary or the Civil War or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't understand people who only have the DVD – I mean, yeah. how are you renting from Netflix if you don't have the internet? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you know what? Today, um, on Woot.com, there was actually a Roku. It's an older model Roku player. I just bought it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Amber and I have been talking about this for a little while. Because we are talking about, well, what are we going to do when we move? Like, when you get a man cave and you're going to put all your consoles and stuff in one room... And she's like, I'm going to want to watch Netflix, but I don't want to have to have, like, a second DVD player or something else. All I want to do is stream. And I said, well, we'll look for Roku or something. And then then today she texted me. I didn't even see it. I think I did see it and just ignored it and went, eh, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want it. She texted me, like, 20 minutes after 8 this morning. And she said, there's a Roku on Whoop, and I want you to get it. <laughs> so, nice. So we did. I mean, and, I mean, it's it was, like, 45 bucks shipped. And it's an older model, granted. But, I mean, for what I needed to do, it's, I mean, all I wanted to do is stream. That's it. I don't care about anything else. Because, I, I mean, I've watched enough movies and TV shows that there's definitely something to be watch, watched on Netflix. So, yeah, it's very cool. I, I mean, and, and there's other devices like Apple TVs and Foxy's stuff and whatever. But, I mean, it was cheap, so... That's all. That was all. That was the biggest argument for me. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, you're, so um, go ahead. Um, your your TV though. You said that it ha- does it have Wi-Fi or is it actually? Oh yeah. Network. Is it a network cable that, t- that you have it hooked up to? No, no. I got it with Wi-Fi. Oh wow. Yeah. See, that's cool. Because <laughs> I mean. We have a cable connection into my living room, and that's where I have my wireless uh, network set up um, so that I can use both of my computers, although the one is kind of trapped in a room that I don't use anymore. And um, then I have, like, the ability to have Wi-Fi on my Blu-ray and my... uh, my main TV, but since they're both right next to the uh, the router, I just plug them straight in. Yeah. Don't even bother with that. So we never got cable to the upstairs, and I figured, you know, I don't care because I don't watch all that much TV upstairs anyway. If I'm going to watch TV, I'm going to be watching it in the living room. Yeah. So all we want the TV in the bedroom for is, you know, watching a movie uh, or, you know, something to help fall asleep yeah and it works great i mean it's got wi-fi it uh it does pandora it does uh hulu it does netflix um and it's all right in the box i don't have cable all i have is rabbit ears 
and that works great because I'm getting high def over the air for <laughs> basically all the same channels that I have on cable downstairs. So you can at least but, uh, watch a Steeler game or a baseball game. Not, not not hockey because, you know. Well, you can watch <laughs> hockey during, like, the NHL finals. <laughs> you know, the only seven games that they play on network TV. Yeah. You know, if that seven. <laughs> yeah. If Versus doesn't buy them out for it or something. You're right. Uh, yeah, that's my only complaint. Is that not being able to watch hockey on high def. <laughs> but, um. Uh, so the, I was actually going to ask you, we'd had a conversation or a podcast several, probably several podcasts ago about bandwidth and the amount of data and how we're all reaching our bandwidth caps and stuff like that. And I was curious, have you logged into the Comcast.net site and looked at your bandwidth downloads data or anything like that? I have not. The only way that I know that I've gone over my cap is when my bill isn't exactly the same as it was last month. And since I have electronic billing to my my bank's website, I always know when it's like, wait a second, I had like six payments in a row of the same thing, and all of a sudden it's like $10 more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's but it, it's not all that often, and... Um, I mean, it's kind of gotten a little bit better the, since the the weather got nicer. Of course, now that it's scorching hot outside, all I want to do is stay inside. Yep. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's nice to have that. I, I, I mean, I think at some point Comcast is going to have to upgrade their their policy. I mean, it's been around since 08, but you can only cross your fingers with that. They'll probably keep it where it is to try to scour more money out of people anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like anybody can compete with them. Um, not speed-wise. I mean, sure, sure, okay. You've got Fios for somebody like Josh or, you know, my parents who live in the Burbs. And uh, Justin also has Fios. But I can't get Fios in the city of Pittsburgh because there's a contract between Comcast and the city of Pittsburgh saying exclusive cable provider. Love those monopoly rights. <laughs> and that's, you know, to, to a degree that's fine because I am not a big fan of Verizon nope. in any way. Um, I'm well, about to ditch them for my cell phone. <laughs> your opinion of them has been slowly dwindling, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just nothing I've ever had from them has been a good deal. Yeah. The only reason I've stayed with their cell phone service for so long is because I remember the shitty days of T-Mobile and AT&T where I couldn't get reception at the Cascades. Yep. And uh, and you never seemed to have a problem with that. But then, you know, during that time period where I was unemployed and I was trying to, you know, cut back on some of my expenses that weren't necessary – and I look at my home phone, and Jenny's like, well, I kind of want to keep the home phone. I was like, okay, well, I've got all these features on the home phone. I've got, you know, voicemail and caller ID and et cetera, et cetera, and some call blocks and whatnot. I was like, okay, we'll just cancel those features, see how much that brings my uh, my bill down. Oh, and I don't need uh, long, long distance, distance on yeah. that either. I, uh, I call up Verizon, I cancel all that, and they're like, okay, your bill is $2 cheaper. Are you kidding really? me? That's it? She's like, well, because, you know, when you had all that stuff, you were in a package deal because you also had DSL and, 
and cell phone. And now that you're getting rid of those features, you don't get the package deal anymore, so your price for DSL and cell phone goes up. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you canceled them shortly thereafter, got rid of the phone. Do you still uh, have home phone? or do you, did you I, I still have the home phone. Uh, I, see, I that's have what Google not... Voice is for. Just tell everybody your number changed. Don't call into your Google Voice. Honestly... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just going to cancel the, the home phone service at some point and see how long it takes Jenny to figure it out. Yeah. The one day she picks up the phone to try to make a call, but she, yeah, but she never doesn't, does. she yeah. doesn't, she yeah. calls from her cell phone. The only time we use that phone is if somebody called us. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I actually, I had, I was sort of in the same opinion when we moved into this house, I had to keep it for a home security system. And we had the home security system for, I think, maybe maybe a year and a half, maybe two. And the phone bill, I mean, even with the most absolute basic phone package that Verizon offers, it was still like 18 or 19 bucks a month. And I mean, that's like, just like you said, no features whatsoever, right. nothing but a phone line and a number, no long distance, none of that crap, 18 bucks a month. And then the security system was like another 38 or 37. So it was, it was almost um, 60 bucks a month. And then after like the first year, Guardian raised their prices to like 44 bucks a month. And so it was well over $60 just for this home security system. And I was like, you know, we have a deductible on our homeowner's insurance that's 500 bucks, regardless of whether we whether we had the security system in here or not. Mm-hmm. So if we get rid of the security system, the homeowner's insurance isn't going to go up because the discount was like three bucks a month for having a home security system turned on. So yeah. I was like, yeah, it's not saving. It's not saving us any money in the long run to have this. I said, if the house is on fire, you can call 911 from a cell phone. So it doesn't matter so we canceled all that crap, and I mean it was sixty bucks a month. It just wasn't wasn't worth paying for. So, yeah, home phone services. I mean, it is it should be dead. There's no reason to have it. And the way that the phone companies built up their crazy billing and and bullshit like that, eighteen dollars to have. I mean, I can go I can go to Walgreens right now and I can pick up a prepaid cell phone for less than twenty bucks. I can pick it up and I can have a phone. It costs less than 20 bucks, and it'll last me over a month. And if I want to put more minutes on it, I can go pay another 20 bucks, and that'll give me, like, 500 minutes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if I needed a phone number, that's how I would do it. It's pointless to have a damn line coming to the house unless it's absolutely necessary, and it's not. I mean, I don't need it, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's like it, it, technology that doesn't make sense anymore. Um, but you keep it around kind of cause it's a link to the past or whatever. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's something that's there, but hell in, in a power storm, it's not going to work. My cell phone probably will. Yeah. That's um, funny. yeah. So yeah, weird stuff. Um, one thing I was thinking now, cause we're at the eight twenty PM mark. Yep. Um, maybe start moving things along with some of these topics. Uh, talk a little bit about the news. My idea was that I read off some news topics that are on my front page of Google News. Okay. And we each 
give our one sentence uh, judgment on that <laughs> news topic. Okay. And then we can move on to uh, media we've been ingesting recently, and then wrap it up with the uh, the quick fire questions, the quick verses. What are we calling those now? Um, they are the official. Uh, I forget what the hell Josh called them. Like the official something of the Open to Discussion podcast. So that's yeah. the, the, it's like oh, uh, what was it? He did say it was something in the last podcast, though. Right, that somebody else had the copyright. <laughs> Josh. You son of a bitch for not showing up. Yeah, seriously, anyway. bastard. Josh, Josh is going to have to mix this whole thing. Yeah, he's I'm going to send him an MP3, this and he's going to have to fuck around with it. Hour and some long, lame-ass <laughs> conversation we've been having to something listenable. Yeah, right. That's your punishment, Josh. <laughs> You're going to have to put good music, because I'm going to be pissed if I hear Celine Dion again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, let's do the. I like that idea. Let's do the um, the one sentence news story ticker or whatever. Okay, all right. So um, let's see here. Uh, China. Uh, that seems boring. Uh, all right. Scientist in Hong Kong has debunked the uh, the idea of time travel, saying it is now impossible. Bullshit! I saw Marty McFly do it. Why would you ever want to go to any time before 1928 when antibiotics are invented? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to go back to the Dark Ages. Get some yeah. plague. <laughs> okay, so we're done with that one. Let's see here. Um, U.S. trucking funds end up in Taliban hands. Uh, cash from part of a $2.16 billion U.S. transportation contract in Afghanistan has ended up in the hands of Taliban insurgents, the Pentagon said on Monday. Um, so how exactly does money from a trucking company go to a Taliban agent? Let's ponder that. <laughs> How do you give money to how do you give money to a Taliban agent if you're a trucking company based in the United States? Seriously, how's that even possible? Um, I, I'm connecting the uh, the spider webs in my brain here. I see Halliburton, I see <laughs> the Pentagon, I see Halliburton seeing the enemy going away, needing more funds from the Pentagon, give money to the Taliban. <laughs> There you go. This has been Conspiracies with Conrad. <laughs> All right. Congress agrees. Keep spending. Congressional Democrats and Republicans waged a war of words on Monday over their debt ceiling plans, but the agendas amounts to pretty much the same thing. Um, so my question is, if we're already, what, $13 trillion in debt, what's another trillion dollars at this point? Seriously. Yeah, fuck politicians. I mean, it, it's all a bunch of posturing on both sides. I mean, I, I will say that I am a little bit just irritatingly frustrated with the fact that uh, Republicans can't say, all right, maybe we need to generate some more revenue at some point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're just never going to pay it off. Uh, you, you can reduce spending, but you're still never going to pay it off. Yeah, I hate to say this, but I'm I'm of the opinion at this point that 
if our keep if our country keeps going downhill like it is, I'm fucking moving to Canada. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> like even though the healthcare may not be as good, it's still better than this bullshit. At least you know what your taxes are going to be and you know what's going to happen. I mean, Canada doesn't go to war ever. And they don't try to rape people when they get onto an airplane. So <laughs> yeah, I think Canada is probably the next best thing. Uh, all right. So we've got, um, Ooh, NFL roars back to life as labor standoff ends. Yeah. So all those guys are finally going to go back to work and, yeah. you know, stop getting drunk driving accidents and DUIs. <laughs> If I hadn't read the uh, headline, I wouldn't realize that the NFL lockout had still been going on. Yeah, Because who fucking cares about the NFL in the summer? <laughs> or who cares about, you know, million-dollar, like, assholes that think that they're worth more than that, bitching and moaning that they're not making enough money? <laughs> I've, I've, I've turned my ears deaf to that kind of shit for, I don't know, the last decade. With the baseball yeah. lockout and the hockey lock, it's like, come on, really? You're never going to get any better. It's <laughs> all you're doing is making it worse for yourselves because ultimately you're going to get screwed anyway. So mm-hmm. what's the point? China fake Apple stores could threaten brand. Counterfeiting <laughs> is a major concern for China's trading partners. Now it's gone far beyond copying individual goods. A fake Apple store discovered in China's Kunming City shows just how lax the Chinese are in regulating intellectual property rights. I actually read an article, it was either yesterday or today, there were five of those stores in China, and they've already raided and closed two of them. They didn't close all five, but they've closed two of them. And apparently some of the employees that they interviewed afterwards didn't even realize that they weren't working for Apple. (laughs) How sad is that? Yeah. Wow. Um, China counterfeiting? Really? What a shocker. Teen thought he would die in Alaska bear attack. Uh, was he Was he on LSD and trying to have sex with it? Uh, I don't know, but he should have been. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, we're getting down to it. Um. I don't want to read that. Yeah, there's not all that much that's left. Uh, Some guy in Norway killed a bunch of people. Ah, That's right, yeah, in Volster, something. I don't know the name of the town. He, like, detonated a bomb or something and then went to a campground and started shooting people? Is that, was that the story? Yeah, yeah, he he was basically a a radicalized white guy Ah. who's upset about what he called the Islamization, or however the hell he wants to say that, of Europe. Oh, wait, so this was an anti-terrorist terrorist attack? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. How, really? How does your brain go there? <laughs> Fight terror with terror. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, God. Uh, that's about all that's worth uh, looking at. So what media have you been consuming? Uh, actually, I've still been watching a lot of Netflix, um, but the uh, 
The one thing that I have been watching was Cheers, actually. Just recently, my wife and I decided we were going to try to find some new show that you could turn on while eating dinner and not really think about. And we watched, last night we watched like five episodes straight of it. And it's funny. I mean, it's it, I, it, the show was started, I think, in 82. So it's right. I was three when the damn thing came out. But, I mean, there's a lot of, I guess, kind of stay, not stale. Um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. Uh, consistent humor that kind of it encompasses humanity in general. And right. bars have been around for centuries, if not millennia. And they're still around, so everyone can relate to going to a bar, getting drunk, hanging out with your friends, doing stupid shit, and then, like making fun of each other when it was over or making fun of the wait staff because they sucked or something. I mean, that there's a lot of things that kind of appeal to normal people in general. And so I think it's, I mean, it, it's not like super, super funny, but the writers were good and it was, I mean, it's, it's an interesting show. So kind of watching that. And I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, the next generation. I'm still chugging through the first <laughs> season of it. So on the Netflix streaming, yeah, <laughs> I love that man. It is great. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting with bated breath for uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I'm curious. It's got all the other ones, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that's going to come out. It be, better I, come out. I, 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 they do have it all on disc, right? They did have Deep Space Nine. All yeah, on it's disc. all on disc, but. Like Do you really want to clog up your? Yeah, exactly. Like for me, if I'm getting something on a disc, it's something I haven't seen before. Yeah, I'm not going to rent something on a Netflix disc that I've already seen. <laughs> probably, I, I've probably seen every episode of Deep Space Nine back when it was on at least twice. Wow, because of you know watching them first on you know when they were first aired. And then watching them off-season in reruns. Yeah. I've probably seen every episode of that show at least twice. Yeah. It's, and um, Yeah, it's a good I'm show. Not gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to rent them on the discs. Yeah. But if they have it on streaming, hell yeah, I'm going to watch that. Definitely. So um, it, it's funny you bring up uh, Cheers. I never really watched Cheers all that much. Um but I've always liked every every episode that I've seen. I think part of the uh, the appeal of that show is that they weren't really characters so much as they were just archetypes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, each one of them kind of had their own little personality and they had their own little backstory and everything. But you know somebody who's a cliff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know a Norm. You know a, a blowhard Frasier. <laughs> you know, these, these are people that you know in your life, and so that's what makes it enjoyable to watch because it's it's almost like role play without the participation because <laughs> you can insert yourself into one of those roles, and then you can slot some of your friends into the other roles, and, and it's almost audience participation that way. Yeah. It's funny. I, I until you just mentioned it, I did totally forgotten that Frasier was actually an offshoot of this show. I didn't even <laughs> remember that at all. That's awesome. 
Frasier. What a terrible show. I know. God, that should, should have just called it Niles. Because <laughs> really, that's what it was. Yeah, it was. It have was you bad. have you tried watching that shit recently? It is oh, just no. unwatchable. No, I can't. I I think I've maybe seen three or four episodes all the way through, and I regretted them every single one. But I mean, that's it's just because Fra- he's not a funny guy at all. I don't know what they saw in Kelsey Kramer. I just don't. Yeah, I, even in the I movie, mean, he, he's never been that funny. He's okay as like somebody in a cheer situation. Yeah, because small you know, doses. <laughs> exactly. But you know, blown up to his own show. Why? And man, the, you talk about shows that don't age well. Those mid '90s NBC comedies. I mean, I'll give I'll give uh, Seinfeld something of a pass. I don't want to watch it anymore, but the humor kind of stands up, yeah. at least for some of the later seasons. The earlier seasons, maybe not so much. But man, try just getting through an episode of. Um, Friends, <laughs> yeah, or right. or Frasier, <laughs> or or any of the ones that were on for like two or three seasons, like whatever that one with David Spade was. David Spade, um, where it was like a fashion magazine. Oh, right, yeah, and Brooke Shields. <laughs> Wasn't she in that too? Was she? I think she was. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought she it was, was somebody else. She was because. Um, there was that Australian guy who ended up killing himself in that show. Oh, what the hell was his name? He played like he played uh, he played like Cato or something in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, what the we hell might be name? talking about different shows. Maybe we are talking about different shows because I could have sworn she was in some fashion show. And he would oh, okay, you know what? I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't think, yeah, we're definitely not talking about the, the same, same show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just it's funny how they all bled together like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's so just cringeworthy. Yeah, and and I mean, we were talking a little bit before the show about how just utterly unwatchable some of the like the first season of Buffy is yeah and and as much as I loved that show I don't think I can ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer again (laughs) you know it's funny I I still have never seen like I've never actually gone and uh, I mean you and Josh and and everybody have said you gotta watch you gotta watch it and I've just never gotten I've never gotten past the cheesiness of it to uh-huh. enjoy it. And I mean, I really do like Joss Whedon. I think Firefly was probably one of the best shows ever made. And Serenity was a fantastic movie to continue that story. And I did like Dollhouse. I thought that was a good show. But, like, I never, I don't think I ever watched a whole a whole episode of Buffy. I, I can't even remember seeing anything and actually sitting and watching the whole way through. Ever. Yeah, I, I watched some of it while it was actually on the air, and then I watched the whole series like front to back um, a couple years ago when Josh lent it to me. Mm-hmm. And having done that and watched Angel <laughs> all the way through, um, the shows were great while you were watching them. And maybe some of the later seasons of Buffy and Angel, I would probably still be able to watch again. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, the earlier seasons are just just unwatchable crap anymore. Yeah. Couldn't take it. And I mean, that kind of leads into the fact that I have been watching Dollhouse um, through again. I watched most of it the when first, it aired, like yeah. when it was on TV, but I wasn't watching it on TV. I was watching it on Hulu. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, and, and then for some reason, I missed a week or two, and then they pulled the episodes because it was the summer break. So, like, I come into season two, and something's happening, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. So I saw it on on uh, Netflix streaming. I was like, ah, yeah, I could devote some time to this. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it hasn't been bad. Yeah. It's. I mean, it is a. It's an interesting story, and they and they had some good characters. They had uh, that one guy who was in Battlestar Galactica. He was pretty decent. And um, who else was in that? Who was the uh, Who was the main? Girl, I can't remember her name. That was um, Eliza Dushku. Uh, Eliza yeah. Dushku, yeah, yeah, she's, and she I mean, was she's, she's decent in that. So it's, I mean, it's fun to watch. It's it's got a it's got a little bit of that uh, that twist to the sci-fi. So it's not just purely sci-fi. It's it it really kind of develops a character. Right, right, and, and she was um, she was like the anti Buffy in Buffy. Yeah. Um, she was in that but, show? Yeah. Yeah, oh, she, she, seriously, like, at the end of the first season, spoiler alert, uh, so, Josh, since you're going to be editing this, you can, <laughs> right now, I'm going to start talking about the end of season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, um, at the end of season one, like, the last episode, there's this big Nosferatu guy, he's like the big bad vampire in Sunnydale. Yeah. And there's, like, this prophecy... And he is meant to kill the Slayer, which he does, but, like, he drowns her or something. I, I don't even remember so what happened. forever or something. He, he, like, drowns her, and then somebody, and then he walks away, you know, the classic, uh, dead, the classic. Leaving the hero alone. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure they're dead. Let me get out of here as fast as possible. Oh, and by the way, anyone who wants to do some life to, uh, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on her, go ahead. So she's dead for seriously like two minutes, comes back to life. But the the lore of the um, the vampire slayer is that when one dies, the next one is called. Ah, so she was and called. Okay. So yeah, in season two, uh, you met with um, Eliza Dushku's character, who I can't even remember her name in Buffy at this point. But uh, so she was like the second Slayer, and she turned out to be evil because she couldn't take you know living in Buffy's shadow or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Huh. So is there, there's that. I've been doing that and i've been working so much overtime i've really had very little time to consume much other media i've been reading uh my book a little bit i i finished um the second game of thrones and i think i want to hold off on my discussion of that until we have josh back on the show because i'm sure (laughs) well yeah yeah (laughs) go ahead and and read that and uh, i mean i kind of gave you my thoughts a little bit uh over the weekend but um We'll go into that a little bit longer Which later on. Which is a topic, that place, the Ale House or whatever, that place has fantastic beer and fantastic oh, yeah. food. I'm uh, so I, glad I think, that Gino's is gone. 
Yeah, I think we're definitely going to be going back to alchemy and ale um, in the not-too-distant future, uh, especially as uh, we get more time to work on my house here and get more people over to do a weekend project or something for that. And, and then take everybody down and get like drunk. A million degrees. <laughs> like it was that much. <laughs> yeah, it's been really rough. I've I've been having to just force myself to do anything about that. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, I mean, yeah, I've I saw the new Harry Potter movie, but again, that's something I kinda wanna wait until A, you've seen it, and right. B, Josh is back on the show and possibly Justin or Corwin as well. Yeah. So um I guess Unless you have something else to talk about. No, that pretty much covers it. Um, I think that brings us up to uh, our quick questions, our our quick verses. Quick verses. So did you prepare one for this week? Uh, I can come up with one quick, so why don't you go first? All right. Well, um, I'm feeling feeling kind of basic, kind of primal. Okay. Uh, So I figure take take a lesson from high fidelity. Go with the, uh, the instead of saying your top five bands. Ah, okay. Just go with. I, I want to throw out a couple of bands, and just which do you think has the most, or which is best? Okay. And and you can use whatever criteria you <laughs> want to for for which is best. So how many bands are you gonna you gonna throw out five bands or three bands? Uh, I, how many do you want? Uh, let's just do three. Because, I, I mean, I think the first two are pretty much a given. You've got to have the uh, the Beatles. Okay. And you've got to have the Rolling Stones, just as contemporaries for what they were. And that makes throwing a third band in there really tough. Yeah, that's true. Um, especially if you're going to try something modern. So I'm going to say just kind of as an out there thing, I'm going to say Radiohead. Okay, so you're talking a band from the early early to mid '50s, the Beatles. Is that is that right about when they started? Oh no, 60s? my friend, they were the '60s. They yeah, were the '60s, the mid to late '60s, mid to late '60s, and then the Rolling Stones were probably late to late '60s, early '70s, mm-hmm. still going. And it's still going, yeah. And then Radiohead was probably like what 2000, 97, probably around. No, no, man. Early 90s. Really? You're forgetting, uh, I mean, they had the couple of, they had the Benz, they had OK Computer yeah. was like 97. That was, yeah, that's but, when I, I mean, remember. But, Creep, now I have to look it up. <laughs> find out when Creep came out. When um, was released. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to say, if I'm going to say the best of all of those three, I... I was never really a huge fan of the Beatles themselves. I was always a huge fan of John Lennon by himself. Um, Yoko with him, eh, uh, but John Lennon was always a fantastic songwriter. Um, I really don't like the Rolling Stones. I've just never been able to find any song from them that I truly enjoyed. Um, and Radiohead, it's funny, like, they they've gone through so many stages of their music. It's hard to kind of, it's hard to kind of put in words where they're at now or where they're going. But I think out of all three of those bands, they are still the most progressive and creative of them because the Beatles, they were a pop music band. 
the Rolling Stones were a rock band and they've always kind of stuck to that formula and never deviated from it. While Radiohead has, they've run the gamut from some grunge stuff to progressive rock to uh, experimental. And they always seem to have something new up their sleeves. And I mean, they were even one of the first bands in the world to experiment with new models of trying to make money from music with giving away the MP3s and such for free, but asking for donations or what have you. I mean, they were, they really were kind of pioneers in that they went, they went beyond what other bands were willing to go through and they actually, I guess, quit their own label. So I'm going to say Radiohead of the three. And that's my reason is they are by far the most creative and experimental and they are, they have a lot more potential than the Beatles probably ever would have, even though they were a good band in their own right. And Rolling Stone, I just, I've never real been, been a real big fan. That, that's kind of surprising to me that you've never been a fan of the Rolling Stones. I mean, I can understand not being a big fan, mm-hmm. but the fact that you don't really listen to them at all makes me think you need to a little <laughs> bit. Um, and part of uh, now, before I give my answer, I'm going to make a prediction saying that Josh is going to listen to this show and we're going to start the next show with him answering this question, telling us why the Beatles are actually the best and we're wrong. <laughs> okay. I'm just making that prediction. And, uh, and Josh, you can edit that prediction out. And then when you do it at the beginning of the next show, you can add my prediction from this show in after that. Okay. <laughs> so we're really making you edit now. Um, my thoughts are that, and I guess we can go a little bit longer than I had kind of been complaining about last time mm. um, because it's only the two of us. So yeah. as far as the Beatles go, I've honestly never cared for the Beatles all that much. They've got a song here and a song there that I kind of like, but they always sound better when somebody else plays them. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of exactly the opposite of you. I always thought John Lennon was a total ass. <laughs> I, I never thought Paul was interesting at all. Well, and fuck Ringo. Yeah, fuck favorite them. favorite Beatle was definitely George. <laughs> George, George was probably the best of the, all of them. But I mean, he was, he was undeniably the, most, the coolest. Yeah, he was definitely underrated in his day compared and to really, the really, all of the Beatles songs that I actually like, like that I wouldn't turn off if I heard the Beatles version of it, are George Harrison songs. While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Uh-huh, Here Comes the Here Sun. Here Comes the Sun, yeah. Um, uh, what was the other one? Um, uh the way she moves, something in the way yeah. she moves. And you know, it's funny. I mean, think talking about him, wasn't Layla about his wife? It was, it was. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things about him that he was a much better person. I think than all of them, I think, I think John was trying too hard. I think Paul was just a dumbass. and Ringo. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Ringo actually knew what the hell he was doing there. I so, <laughs> so George, I mean, Paul, it just, it's laughable. He, he was, he was kind of like the dumbass character the whole time. The, the reason I say that Lennon was so good was because he, I mean, and this is the songwriter in me, he was very creative in his words. 
So maybe not necessarily the musicality of it. I don't know if he had that, but he had really good poetry. And so that was what I was always amazed by. But Dylan always had good poetry, and that guy couldn't sing for shit, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you want to talk about poetry, Leonard Cohen, I mean, Yeah, hell. right, exactly. That guy's got, he's got an amazingly gravelly voice, but, yeah, he's got good, good lyrics. But, yeah, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> you, were, you were talking about your three. <laughs> you still there? Uh-oh. I think I lost Conrad. So I'm going to stop the uh, recording right there, and uh, I'm going to cut back if I can get him back on the line. And Okay, so you were saying um, Leonard Cohen and who was the other guy? And Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Just an amazing I guess that can be a versus quick question for later on. Um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, quickly roll through, you know, all the stuff that I talked about with the stones. while I was apparently offline. Um, and I'm just going to give you the short version that they always seemed American, even as a British band. And so I always had kind of a cognitive dissonance about the, uh, the Rolling Stones where I didn't really know who they were because I always felt Rolling Stones, British band. I heard the Rolling Stones didn't know who they were necessarily, mm-hmm. like hearing them on the radio and um, and not having you know a DJ say, that was the Rolling Stones, because he assumes everybody fucking knows who the Rolling Stones are. <laughs> and I'm thinking it's you know an American band, like Creedence or something. Right. So um, as I've been actually listening to the Stones and getting more into them, I really do like the Stones, but... I honestly, uh, and I don't know what kind of topic we're going to say this is as far as our, you know, the official such and such of the uh, Open to Discussion podcast, because just saying British band seems wrong. Um, (laughs) And by the way, Creep came out in 1992. Wow. Which was earlier than I would have guessed. I was guessing 94. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. But the, the relevance that they've had ever since then, and going into, I mean, my favorite album that they ever did was OK Computer, which kind of foretold the Internet age and the kind of dissociation that we have with other people in this in this uh, society now um, and, and how that's probably only going to keep uh, amplifying. Um, and just uh, the way they've reinvented themselves, the way they've dragged music forward and uh, and done things that nobody else was doing, and then people start doing them, and they've already moved on to the next thing. Uh, I think as far as innovation and just solid listenability, because there's a uh, hundred Beatles songs I can't listen to. There's probably just as many Rolling Stones songs that I wouldn't care to listen to. I'll just flip past. I will listen to any Radiohead song. Yeah. Yeah, and so for that, for for me, they are the official British band <laughs> of the that open we talked about <laughs> on July twenty fifth yeah. of the Open to Discussion podcast. Yeah, this is podcast number six. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I think they're, and, and you know, it's funny too, as you mentioned, you could listen to any song. I've actually. There's been times where you or somebody like Sean or whoever has played me a Radiohead song that I'd never heard before, and it was surprising. 
I mean, they're, mm. they're, they never seem to duplicate themselves and they always seem to, I mean, some of their stuff is better than other stuff. Some of their newer stuff isn't as good as the older sometimes, but that's the thing is that they're willing to test it and create it and just to see what happens. I mean, who's, what's the lead singer's name? Tom York. Tom, yeah, Tom York just kind of went, I mean, he went on a tangent for one album, just decided to do whatever the hell he felt like. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the band said, just said, okay, sure, whatever, let's just do it. And they did it, and it was interesting, and it was weird, and then they moved on. I mean, they're willing to, it, it's almost like Peter Gabriel, although I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Peter Gabriel so much in the same room as these guys. He's kind of a, he's kind of a weird dude. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he's, the fact that Kid A did not win the uh, the Grammy that year, yeah, that they lost to what was it, Steely Dan versus Kid A and uh, the the Eminem show or yeah, the Eminem. the one before the Marshall the Marshall, Marshall Mathers, Mathers LP, yeah, was that year too, and Steely Dan won it. Uh, I will pay you. A hundred dollars if you can name one, one song, song off, off the cuff off, yeah, know, off right. of that Steely Dan album. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I, have no, I, don't, I don't even know if I've ever listened to Steely Dan on purpose. <laughs> exactly. I might have been stuck in an elevator once and heard it, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. All right, so we're running up against our hard ceiling, uh, but I definitely want to give you a chance to do your quick versus question, and we'll uh, give it the time it deserves, so go okay. ahead. Um, we'll start with, um, we're just going to do something simple. Um, now, you haven't had a Mac computer before, but I'm just going to do the, the big three. Uh, I had one at work, so. Uh, that's right, you did. Um, I'm going to say Mac versus and we're talking about current technology now. You've used, okay. I think, we'll just say Linux, but I'm going to okay. refer to like Red Hat or whatever the latest one that you've used because um, they're all essentially the same. <laughs> um, Mac versus Windows versus Linux on a computer system. And what would you say would be if you had if you had unlimited funds to buy the biggest and the best? Which one do you think you would want to go away with? Honestly, for me, um, just because I am not a power user, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted to say Linux because I know you've got, like, Ubuntu. Did we lose you? No, I'm there. Sorry. Okay. I, I, I felt like I was talking to myself again. <laughs> um, I haven't used Ubuntu, and if I had a bigger hard drive where I could partition, uh, and I'd probably need to work on that. Uh, yeah, I'd like to try project. it at some point. <laughs> Um, tried Red Hat Linux on that shitty, um, HP Windows me machine that I had (laughs) way back when, and, uh, that never really worked because we couldn't get anything to run on it. And that's, Um, and there's been a lot of changes since then in drivers and everything. So, oh, I, I mean, I, I don't doubt it for me using Apple. I only ever used it at work. It worked well. And um, I liked it for what it was. And the uh, the dual screen monitor that I had at that office was just fantastic. And um, it, it works really seamlessly with uh, Apple. I don't, and now I honestly haven't used that kind of system on a PC, but it, it seems like it, it works 
better. It, it just, I have the feeling that it works better on a Mac. Yeah. Um, but just because of familiarity and the ability to access all the kinds of things that I would want to conceivably access, even though most of what I do on a computer is in a browser, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Windows. Windows. Yeah, and I mean that's not honestly. I would say there's no fault in that because I've used Windows. I've got Windows Seven on a computer sitting behind me. And I mean, all the times that I have used it, it's it's a great operating system. Microsoft's got it right. Um, Finally, yeah, right, exactly. It only took them twenty years, um, but yeah, I, I I can totally see that. And I mean, for me, there's it's funny. And I was having a conversation with somebody about this before. Um, I kind of use all flavors that I can, and it, it was more more or less for tinkering reasons why I play with. Linux and Ubuntu, um, Windows because of out of necessity. You got to have Office and you got to have something right. that does it right. And I mean, you can get Office for a Mac. The Microsoft makes a version of it, but it's so freaking expensive. It's just not worth. It It works well though. I've used it. It does. Yeah. I mean, it, it really it, does. But it's also, I mean, I'm not dropping four hundred bucks on it for this right. and and for my computer. And I, you can get like educational versions or what have you, but they're still expensive. But on a, it's funny, like, it really all depends on the purpose that you're using it for. If you're doing design and creativity stuff, um, I would say a Mac probably does have the upper hand out of all three of those. So, like, what I'm doing right now, I'm recording this using a couple of tools and three windows. So, I've got the Google Plus window open. I've got my... Um, my microphone input output channel view or window software, and then I've got GarageBand. So I'm recording very. I mean, it took me five minutes to set it up, but and some testing and stuff. But I mean, it it worked really well. And from what I could tell of the output from our test earlier, it sounds good. And I mean, I'm not doing it. I'm, I've got a crap. I'm using the crappiest mic I possibly could. I'm using the one on the top of the fucking computer. And it doesn't sound great, but it's not awful. So, I mean, there's that. And they definitely are more interested in the experience of a Mac. Um, they're, they have it built on top of Unix, which is it's sort of what Linux was based off of. I could probably get in trouble for saying that, but it's based <laughs> on the same it's based on the same idea that um, and permissions. And some of the software is, is universal between them. But I would say just because I'm I'm able to actually do a little bit more hacking inside of my Mac than I was with Windows. I was always afraid if I screwed around with the registry too much or something that it would break it. And sometimes I would. And whenever I had Windows machines, except for Windows 7, I'm, I'm not going to, this does not, what I'm going to say does not apply to Windows 7. When I was always messing around with XP or anything other than than a Mac, I would always have to reformat and reinstall everything. Cause you know me, I love to fuck with stuff. Right. And so I'd break it and then I'd have to go back and I'd have to re re image or reinstall everything. And it would take days and weeks and weeks and weeks of just spending all that time sitting in front of the computer, running updates and reinstalling everything. So I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. That was why <laughs> I bought my mom a Mac. <laughs> so then I didn't have to do that anymore. But right. Yeah. I mean, it's, for the usefulness of it, if 
if you're just talking pure office functionality, Windows, by far. Right now, it totally beats out a Mac for what it's intended to do. Um, it just does. It's, it's a fantastic operating system for doing spreadsheets, for doing Word documents, for, for the day-to-day office stuff. Macs are great at creative stuff. And Linux, the one thing that I've been able to say about that more than anything is if all you need is pure, raw storage, it's lightweight and really, really fast for that. So that's probably what I'm going to use it the most for. But, so for someone like me who does almost everything in a browser, yeah, I'd probably be better off with uh, Ubuntu. Oh, yeah, you could definitely get away with it. Or you could even do something like Chrome OS. Like the um, Google's got that operating system that's essentially the browser, and that's it. Um, I didn't know that that existed. That's oh, yeah, they have um, just recently, I'd say probably in the last six months or so, um, it's two different... PC makers have released what is called a Chrome OS computer. And it's basically, it's sort of, I'm not going to say it's a low power laptop, but it's a laptop that doesn't really have storage space. It, it assumes you're going to be using the cloud only for everything. Okay. So, but it has, um, they partnered with either Verizon or AT&T or whoever, so that it does have like 3G data so that you have the ability to get, to access it anywhere and you pay it, it's like prepaid and it's not very expensive. It's probably only like 20 bucks for five gigabytes or something like that a month. So it's it, the reasonable, it's reasonable data plans for 3G. It also has Wi Fi, obviously. And mm-hmm. rather than booting into an operating system and then having to open a browser window, it takes like 10 seconds to boot up and it's straight into a browser. And so you have all the power that you have within Chrome. The, the, the browser, except it's its own operating system. And there's things like widgets and, and stuff like that that you can install that allow you to store some stuff online on the, on the PC, but I don't think it has more than like 8 or 16 gigabytes of space. It really doesn't have very much, but it's not intended for it. It's intended purely for the simple things, browsing, doing everything in your browser, and I think it does still have, like, webcams and, and stuff like that. They People bitched about the touchpad. They said there was all kinds of bugginess, but yeah. I think they worked that out. But, it's I mean, if you look it up, if you look it up on online, there's a couple of different makers. I think I don't know if it's Toshiba and some other people. And Samsung, I know, has one. But they're still yeah, expensive. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, they're still expensive, though. It's still, like, 500 bucks. But for, I mean, it's still a sort of a novelty because people still like their hard drives and stuff. But... I mean, if, if they came down to the price of, like, a netbook for, like, 200 bucks, then that's pretty reasonable because right. you're not paying for hard drive space. You're not paying for a big old graphics processor or anything like that. All you want to do is browse the web and do stuff like check your email and stuff like that. So, yeah, it'll be worth it eventually when they get <laughs> to it. But, yeah, so my, my vote is for Mac OS only because I'm – I'm not saying I'm a Mac fanboy, but I seem to find ways, better ways to tinker with it and not break it. So, cool. so I would say out of the vote, it's going to default because we've only got two people. Mac OS is the official OS of the open to discussion podcast for podcast number six. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think that brings us to the end. We're almost about 10 after here. And, uh, I know we wanted to end this early and I'm starting to sweat pretty profusely because this room is hot. <laughs> so, and I'm starting to fucking fall asleep because I've been up 
<laughs> since four o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, we're going to end that here. I'm Doug. I'm Conrad. And thanks for listening. And everybody have a uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Indeed. Indeed. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Cool. I think that pretty much covers it. I'm trying to cut this thing out here, and it's why is my